This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Indoors or out, fall, winter, spring, and summer, whenever you garden, wherever you garden, this is the show that covers it all. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And yours truly, Frank Proctor. Hi, good morning. Good Hi, Charlie. Good morning on this rainy day. Yes. Boxing day. <laughs> post, post Merry Christmas to you. Yes, thank you, and to you. Well, hi, Grace. Uh, Grace, everybody had a great time, it seems. A little survey looking, we've done. Just a little um, chunkier today, I think. <laughs> the terrific Troika here. Yes, <clears throat> the well-fed terrific Troika. So, <clears throat> you, my love, how... Uh, lovely, yeah. lovely times. Uh, big Christmas dinner yesterday, mm-hmm. last night at my house. Right. Brought together by the team. Uh, you know, it was a, always <laughs> a team, team. effort. Right. And uh, it was great because, well, I mean, my parents rolled in about 11 o'clock. My dad supervises. Right. My mom plays second supervisor, and my daughter does all the work. And so, and of course, I'm just there. I guess I'm third supervisor. And so so my daughter did a great job. She, uh, you know, stuffed the turkey, washed mm. and stuffed a 19-pound turkey, sewed it up wow. like, like the seamstress, yeah, yeah. just oh. had every little every little piece of skin. Lots of gravy. Then, yeah. of course, yep, I was gravy. <laughs> I got the, the menfolk on the mashed potatoes, because that's their job. <laughs> and, uh, you know, lots of vegetables, and then good old home-baked goodies for dessert. And, oh, it was great. Very, very, very good dinner and uh, and lots of fun. Uh, didn't have to get up too early, oh, unlike you, you, I think, had to yeah. get up way earlier. You yeah, have yeah. littler ones. Yep. Mine are teenagers, so we get Oh, you can get away have, with that. Yeah, we're Sleep good. Sleep in until 8.30, 9. That's yeah. what set the alarm on Christmas, if you could imagine. Oh. But, but you, I think, had a little earlier start to your day. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, let me start with Christmas Eve. Yes. Because my son, Toby... Mm-hmm. And his gal Katie, mm-hmm. they made the Christmas turkey. Now, unlike the year before, when he bought Excalibur, the thirty-two pound turkey, <laughs> and this is this is going to sound terrible. This is going to sound terrible, but it actually happened. So I've got to tell, got to tell the truth. Okay, Toby bought this turkey like the day before he was to cook it. Uh-huh. So frozen you know, solid. frozen solid. Oh, oh like. Like uh, hard as that, you know. <laughs> Four days and in so heaven. <laughs> he's got this thing in the fridge for like eight hours, uh, and thinking, oh no, it won't, you know. So what we Bad had to stuff. do is get a get a fresh turkey, and he had to give that the toss because he was going away, uh, and nobody could. Who who's got the it. the you know the oven to take a thirty it was a mammoth mammoth? So he put it <laughs> he Grand put it down Dad. the chute. No, the, and you hear things bang 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 bang. Oh God, it went on for about five minutes going, and he you know. <laughs> So, I mean, it felt terrible about that of waste course. of food. But th- nobody could get Deal the darn it. thing in. The, yeah. So this year he bought a, a President's Choice pre-stuffed uh, turkey. And all you have to do is shove oh, it in the oven and the, the butterball thing. And, yeah. oh, it was fabulous. It was and, good. I've heard they're good. Oh, they, they are terrific. I mean, if, if you were left to your own devices to try and do all this yourself, yeah, yeah. you'd go nuts. Yeah. Uh, well, if you weren't, a, you know, so an expert. You, you didn't have a chef. daughter like mine who no, could do these things. No, no. Huh? Well, Di could have helped, but no, she didn't have to do anything. Good. Oh. And we had a uh, wonderful Christmas Eve with uh, our two sons, their wives, and our four grandchildren. Yeah. Had a great time. And we split... 
about 9.30, I guess, get, we're staying at the Delta Chelsea here in town. And, oh, what a wonderful spot that is. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Nice. Just treated to just luxury, royalty. you know. Yeah, royalty. Nice. You so, do so good. You do. <laughs> but, but Christmas morning, there's where the there's your 7 o'clock came in. Yeah, oh, <laughs> my. Get up at the... Uh, Crack of, a, crack of a sparrow's fart, as they used to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, oh, we're over there at 730, you know. Oh, wow. And my wife won't mind me saying this, but Di does not do mornings well. Mm-hmm. It is She is not a morning person, you know. Mm-hmm. So she was pretty tired yesterday. Well, anyway, yeah. we all well, got rested had, up. But you had a chance for a nap in between yeah, yeah, yeah. before the next uh, yeah, out go to around. evenings and yeah. more food. Oh, and, it's just great. We had a, lots of family, so good for had you. Had a wonderful time. Good yeah. for you. Everybody's happy, and here we are yeah. uh, on a... I, you, I, we're just talking about, gee, I wonder what the phone calls will not be like today because most people are out at the shopping malls, huh? Well, I was telling you, I heard just on my way down here, that pe- people trying to get into Yorkdale yeah. backed right up onto the 401. Holy mackerel. I know. Yeah. Can you imagine Boxing Day? Oh, I'm glad we're well, not shopping. I was coming down, the, uh, <laughs> I was coming down the elevator uh, at the Delta Chelsea, this and morning. two young ladies, uh, they had to be about maybe 18, if yeah. that, and they're on the elevator at like uh, 10 to 8 in the morning. I'm, I said, hi, guys, uh, where are you Just going? Getting home? Go- and yeah. I, I jokingly said, yeah, are you off Boxing Day shopping? Yeah, we're going to Eaton Center. <laughs> oh, gee, it opened at 8 o'clock, I guess. Yeah, and, uh, good wow. for the economy, I guess. Pandemonium. But I'm glad it's not me. Okay. Yeah, you got Whew. it. Well, we better get back. Be- you are listening to Charlie Dobbins Garden Show, AM 740. I've got the phone numbers here for you. If you, if you have a little call or a comment or a little Merry Christmas, on, post, right. whatever, Happy New Year. Gardening happens year <laughs> round. That's right. Right. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty and one eight six six seven forty four seven forty for anywhere else in the province. And before I do anything else, I've got to pat the guys in the back uh, from MZTV who just did a marvelous job of uh, presenting and, and putting a whole new spin on things for the day the Welland Canal monster met Santa. It was fabulous. So I heard it, but I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, so they, it they did all sorts of wonderful stuff, adding uh, bubbles and snowflakes and pictures of the of Niagara Falls and pictures of the skyline of Buffalo, which plays a plays a pretty important role. So and, where uh, can we see that? Like, is uh, it on I YouTube think it's, or anything? You know, I not uh, no, not now. But I think if you go to the website, you still might be able to see that. On which website? Uh, AM? Just AM seven forty. Oh, okay. And then uh, go to my name, and uh, you'll be able to. Well, yeah. I'm going to look that up. Well, it's it, it, but they they did an absolute tremendous job, and I want to thank the executive producer, and that is Moses Zneimer. Yeah, good. Yeah, for you. good. Good on you. Thank you very and much. Good for, for all you your, too, Frank. It was a oh, fun to listen to. We I had a bowl. Just had a bowl, and I read to um, the kids at uh, Sick Kids Hospital on oh, Christmas Eve day at two o'clock, and it was really kind of a heart tugging thing. But uh, there were no kids there in the reading room. Any any child that was in Sick Kids Hospital uh, was really, you know, they, they try and get everybody out of there oh, that can go home. Christmas, yeah, right. Anybody who's in is hospital, they're, they're, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they piped it via television to all the all the rooms, oh. all the kids' rooms. And uh, so it was really, uh, really a neat way to spend Different, part yeah. of Christmas Day, yeah. Good for you. And hi to Anna, the uh, assistant librarian there who helped <laughs> me with all the stuff. Excellent. Anyway, okay, we have to take a little break here. You you want to mention something else? No, uh, go ahead. Quickly. Let's do go for a break, and then when we yeah. come back, we'll uh, talk about some of the questions I've received by email, and Excellent. Uh, we can or talk to some of our callers. Yeah, okay. We'll be back in just a moment here on AM seven forty Charlie Dobbins Garden Show. 
getting to the root of a growing dilemma. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And yours truly, Frank Proctor. And here we are on a... uh, after Christmas Day, well, Boxing Day, Yeats, Boxing Day, Boxing 2009, Day. still 2009. Grace is manning the phone lines there for when you call in. That's the first voice you will speak to. And oh, you, you, and did you get out of hot water? Did you get out of hot water with your mom? Huh? <laughs> yes. Oh, my mom was fine. Oh yeah. You know who wasn't though? Who? Well, some of the men in my family felt a little left out because I was talking about my daughter and talking about my mother. And uh, my dad said, well, what about me? Don't you have any stories about me? I said, okay, Dad, there is a story I'm going to share. And he said, I think everybody already knows that story. I said, no, Dad, I think there's probably listeners who haven't heard the story about the Christmas one year, a few years ago, when I gave my dad an amaryllis bulb. You know what amaryllis are? They're the big, tall flower. Well, it's a big, tall stem with this monster trumpet-shaped, right. typically okay. red flowers, mm-hmm. grows from a bulb, very easy to, to grow because when you buy them, they're sort of growing already. You just have yeah. to pot them up. <laughs> well, one year, years ago, I gave my dad a bulb. I didn't pot it up for him. I just gave him a bulb. It was so easy. I thought, oh, he'll just put it in a pot with some soil. I went back to university. So this yeah. is quite a number of years ago. Came back to Toronto a few probably weeks later, maybe a month or two later, six weeks later, I was in my parents' bedroom talking to my mom. She was putting away some laundry and chat, chat. She opened one of my dad's drawers and I went, oh my God, what is that? His underwear drawer had an amaryllis growing in it. Was the underwear washed? (laughs) Yes, the underwear was fine. It was this poor little bulb where the stem had gone round and round and round inside the drawer. And it was like a little flower trying to open and poke its little petals out into the light. Now, if you tried to do that, that wouldn't happen, you know? Well, actually, the the amaryllis was so ready to grow. It just was growing no matter what. Isn't that funny? It was just really cute. And I went, oh, my gosh. Like So rescue the poor amaryllis out of the drawer. From that point forward, I never gave a bulb without a pot and soil to anybody. That's what I learned. And your brother had his nose out of joint. Yes, he did. Well, you know, I'll have to save a, save a story about oh, him for okay. later. But, right. uh, but yeah, so now my dad, every year I give him an am- amaryllis <laughs> potted up. <laughs> Very good. Well, let's get to the phone lines. We see uh, Kyla from Toronto is there to talk about a palm tree. Is this Kyla with the, the cat Midnight? Yeah. Oh, hi, Kyla. How are you? Oh, pretty good, Frank. Good. Good morning, Kyla. Hi, Charlie. Merry Christmas. I know it's over, but Happy New Year. That hasn't come yet. That's, That's right. right. And Happy Boxing Day to you. Um, what I what I was phoning about, Charlie, is I have a 10-inch. I was looking at the, the label that was came on the plant, Ravina Glauca. It's a palm tree. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this, so this is inside your house, yeah? Yeah. And I bought it at, at Metro at last March or last April. I only paid sixteen ninety nine for it. It's like about a seven foot high. No oh, so it's wow. happy, it's really, obviously. Really beautiful. Sounds like a very happy and plant. Then, come about fall, around the end of September, those, I guess you call them leaves on palm trees, they all started going brown. Oh, okay. And I was trying to figure out, um, I only paid 17 bucks. So I'm no, but, away after but hey, away. you know. No, no. So it says water frequently, mm-hmm. temp 60 to 85 Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. And then this I haven't done. It says feed mild liquid fertilizer. Mm, yeah, okay. Light sun to partial shade. So and it did fine all last spring and summer, but it's just yeah, in the fall. Yeah, and then sometime in September, the, the, what, what I call them, these they started going brown, and mm-hmm. there's hardly any green ones left. Okay, so. Typically, if the older leaves on a palm tree, so the Pardon older me? ones being the ones that are usually the Tender shortest. Pardon? 
I can't hear you. Oh, is that better? Can you hear me now? Uh, you know what, Kyla? If you're having trouble hearing me, maybe the thing to do is you hang up, and then you can turn up the radio and listen that way better, more it's clearly. Like all those, what, what, what I would call these, you know, those spiky water pumps, they don't go on brown. It is hardly any, okay, I'll hang up. And listen yeah, no problem. I, get, I, I understand what's going on there, because uh, it's not that unusual, though. The yeah. one... Okay, so with palm trees, they are leaves, so you're right to call them that, or fronds. The way palms work, the outer leaves are the oldest, and they're usually the shortest. The new growth is in the center, and it comes up taller usually. So if older, shorter leaves, or the more mature leaves, start to turn a little bit yellow or a little bit brown as winter's coming, we never get worried because that's just very normal. The older leaves do pass away and new ones come up through the center. But Kyla mentioned that it's very brown. You know, there's virtually Mm -hmm. no green on it, which makes me suspect one of two things. One is the watering issue. Um, You don't want to keep palms soaking wet, but you do want to keep them fairly moist, as Kyla mentioned. Water often, not to ever sit in water, though. So you don't want a soggy situation. So watering often, misting often, keeping the humidity as high as you can. Um, Yellow leaves can happen as a result of underwatering, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it doesn't sound like that's the case. I wouldn't start fertilizing as a, a way to solve the problem now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just remember, it's natural for the lowest leaves to turn brown and droop. Do remove those, of course, with some scissors. Mm-hmm. Um, if, it's, if there's a lot of brown, browning, then we do think it could be overwatering. So that's one thing I'd be a little bit, carry, a little bit careful of, is make sure you're you know, not overwatering. And look closely for insects. That's the only other thing. Spider mites do love palms. And you never really see a spider mite. They're so small, but you will see their webbing. So once the sun comes up and there's, a, you, know, you can get that sunshine behind, if the palm's in front of a window, I hope, just look at the palm down, get right down beside it, look th- sort of through what's left of the leaves with the window on the other side, and you'll, you may see some webbing. If you do, that webbing will tell you spider mites. And if it, you suspect that, then end all or you know soap, mm-hmm. uh, a soap solution is you'd have to spray more than once, but the, the insect can be controlled, though it's not tipped um, properly. Technically, it's not an insect. Uh, spider mites are actually spiders, so they're little arachnids. They're not. They have eight legs instead of six. <laughs> insects have six. Uh, so they're not really insects. Bottom line is you can kill them with soap or with the product Endol. I mentioned it that last mm-hmm. week as well. Uh, it's a pyrethrin oil-based product, which can can actually annihilate. Eradicate them. Eradicate, good word, mm-hmm. uh, the mites. So if you, that's what you're worried about, if you think it's bugs, I doubt, you know, it could be bugs. That's yeah. the, the one thing that can really devastate the palms. Okay. All right. There we are. Uh, Charlie Dobbin giving forth with all the good stuff here. The <laughs> diva of dirt. (laughs) (laughs) And we shall return in just a moment. Uh, I'll repeat the phone numbers for Toronto 416-360-0740 and anywhere else in the province, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And of course, you are listening to AM740, where we play and talk the best of the best. Mm. Yes. And we'll return in just a moment. Through rainy days and long droughts, infestations and early frost, she's the one constant in your garden. You're listening to the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. The one constant in, in your life. garden. Oh, well, right. now. Is, are we good or what? <laughs> yes. Thank you. I like that. That's a good little promo. Yeah. Uh, we did look up, or I looked up because I'm the, the, the computer geek here, on <laughs> the uh, internet. For those of you that have access to the internet, go to www. Zoomer Radio, one word, Zoomer Radio, 
AM740.ca. Once you're there, or AM740.ca will take you to the same site. Uh, go to the news. So bottom lower left corner. Click on, you'll see Frank's name and there'll be a little picture of his book, The Day the Well and Canal Monster Met Santa. Scroll down and there it is. You can watch. You can watch a, a great little uh, video, which I'm going to do when we finish the show because well, I haven't seen it. But I've heard the and I've read the book. It's very sweet. <laughs> well, Frank it, they've Spain. done a super job. Anyway. Yeah. Well, right, we better get on going. Yes. <clears throat> Jimmy in Port Colburn. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's a double action call here. Aloe vera <laughs> and a turkey story. <laughs> Morning, Jimmy. Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Yeah. Merry what? Christmas. I know I drink a lot of beer, but uh, <laughs> I did my turkey yesterday. Uh-huh. And I woke up this morning and I just mantled it. And I got four turkey legs. <laughs> and I don't understand. I'm not lying to you. Somebody must have stuffed the two in there because I'm not hallucinating. <laughs> I, my, that's... my buddy of mine, they took the wings out yesterday. They took them home. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not lying to you. I'm coming to your house because yeah. I, that's my favorite part of the turkey or the drumsticks. Yeah. I, I fight okay. every year with my brother. I'll make this a little comedy show, but it is funny. <laughs> it's I great. It I like it. Uh, the other part being that low of airplane, I did what you told me. I yes. just looked at it, and the leaves fell off it. There's only uh, four uh, leaves on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, two, about four inches long. Mm-hmm. I touched them, they fell off. Oh, gosh. Don't touch. Poor thing. Yeah. I'm going to go and get another plant. I think you might have to. But have you got a sunny window to put that plant in? Well, as sunny as I can get it, you know. Yeah. It's Which... not really a bright. I haven't got a house. I live in an apartment. But, uh... No, I understand that. So the th- All my other plants are going great. I got one from uh, Florida here, and I got, uh, okay. I got one on cane plants from Florida. Okay. My spider plant. Good. It's got the world record for size. There you go. Well, that you know what? Aloe vera just might yeah. not be the best choice for you. You just it's, I don't think you have enough light yeah, in your, yeah, in your right apartment. There. So stick with the ones that are working. Working, like spider plant, perfect choice. Yeah, well, I raise them, yeah. You know, there's nothing yeah, to do with them. That's right. They have babies all the time. Peace yeah, lily. Clean the air the best, too. Yep. Have you got a peace lily in your house? The ones that get the white flowers on top? White. Which? It's called a peace lily. No, I haven't got one of them. All right. So instead of getting yourself another aloe vera, when you're next out where there's some plants, yeah. look for something oh, called... Yeah, I want to hold you up for it. probably more important people out there. No, me. not at all. But for uh, y- it's a great plant for cleaning the air. Peace lily. It'll flower. Yeah, the and the plant was done by NASA. Yep. It is the most... Uh, it's great. Uh, I should say it absorbs the most pollutants on the planet. That's the spider plant. They're great. Wow. No, they're, NASA they're, they're, actually investigated the spider plant. Yes, they have. Everybody they should have one in their house. Office, whatever. That's I agree. And if you have a photocopy yeah, or anywhere, the holidays, Frank. Hey, all the <laughs> best to you, my friend. Was that written about me? Because I used to swim the canal all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in there, I was think, it the Jimmy. Monster of the Welland Canal. <laughs> well, by golly, you know, I, I might have had bleary eyes, one. and I was I was actually writing well, about yeah, you. I, <laughs> you up there. Uh, I wish you the best of the new year and so forth. Thanks, Jimmy. And you too. All the very best to you. In Port Colburn. Okay, Jimmy uh, always has a great story for us. He does. Well, we better zoom along to Thornhill and say hi to Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Morning. Oh, happy holidays. Thank and you. To you. Um, I have a um, nest cedar, a blue spruce nest cedar, you know. And uh, this summer, uh, my neighbors passed by and discovered that it was absolutely infested with caterpillars. Mm-hmm. The thing was just covered. Well, the, the two neighbors and I managed to kill these thousands of uh caterpillars, mm-hmm. but now my nest cedar looks like a skeleton. Aww. Oh, okay. uh, there's, there's some growth on the tips, but the leader is the worst. It's, it's just absolutely barren. 
Um, they told me not to cut, my neighbors told me not to cut the, the leader off because I won't get another one. Is that true? Well, okay, so just let's be absolutely clear here. So it's a, it's a blue spruce. N- uh, but a nesting one. Well, if the, so if it's a nest-shaped spruce, yes, it's then it won't... Yes, quite wide, yes. Right. Then it's probably about six wide and about four high. Okay, so it's quite an old plant, but right. it, uh, if it's a nest-shaped spruce, it Correct. won't have a pyramidal form. It'll have actually a nest form, so it'll actually be kind of hollow on top, as uh, opposed so to having one, a pointed one, top. Yeah, one, one, one branch seems to be the highest, like one, one of the um, branches mm-hmm. is, is the highest one. So when you look at this plant from the side, does it have, uh, is it... Does it naturally have a pointed top on it, like a, a top that's higher than everything else, or yes, is it flat-topped? Yes. No, it has a higher top. Right, which is what you're referring to as the leader. Right. Um, okay, so it's a form of blue spruce that stays very low and very wide. Right. And um, if it's lost a lot of needles, if it's lost all of its needles, particularly, you won't do any trimming now. What you'll do is you'll leave it alone, mm-hmm. keep very close eye on it next spring. Mm-hmm. As the new growth starts to form on all of our garden plants, yeah, it's usually on the spruces. It'll be late May, early June. Mm-hmm. You should see all kinds of new little tips growing on that plant. Yes, just on the, but it's just on the tips of the of the branches. Right. Not so, on the not on the skeleton part. So it's. Pretty that you can really see naked right now then, and it's quite a large plant by the sounds of it. Right, and if it's that naked, it can't be being doing a very good ornamental job it's, of your it's front. Not <laughs> a pretty plant. Garden. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it actually looks like skeleton. Yeah, a little on the gnarly side. Okay, so if the it's unlikely to burst forth and be filled with needles again. Right. Uh, that's the reality of spruces. Um, however, it's been there this long. Like, I would leave it through, obviously, the rest of this winter, watch it next spring, see where the new growth comes. If it only comes on the tips and the whole thing remains empty and barren on the inside, right. it might be uh, remove and replace time. Uh, however, it, you know, they, it can surprise us sometimes where new growth will come. It just will take years and years to really fill out again. I bought it as a large plant. Did you? Yes. Okay. So I've only had it in that spot for about five years, but right. it was a, a large plant when I bought it. Right. So, um, But I'm sure it's an old one, right? Yeah, well, they're not fast-growing. It's a dwarf plant. They grow very slowly, correct, very dense, correct. compact growth. So that's why they... And it should be full of needles. You shouldn't be able to see through it at exactly. all. Exactly. Right see, now, it's, you could see through it. Yeah, and see stem, you know, any of the brown bark, et cetera. You shouldn't be able to see any of that. So uh, it's a... Like I say, it's a remove and replace, uh, probably... Uh, but give it a chance since it's been there this long. See what happens this coming spring. Do the right thing in terms of if you need to supplement the soil with some nice organic matter, consider when, fertilizer in the spring as well. So, so I should give it till May and June. Yep. When can it be trimmed? When can when I cut the, that, that off? When the new growth starts to grow right. on, on it as well as the rest of your plants, is when that's the only time we ever trim spruces, unless you're trimming out dead wood. But you won't actually know what's dead until it, you, know, you start getting some of that growth happening. Mm-hmm. And if it's 90% dead, then don't even bother. Yeah. I would just get rid of it. Oh, dear. Yeah, but you'll know, you know, you'll know by the brittleness of the stems as well, even earlier in the spring before well, the new the, growth. The, 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 worst, the worst one that got hit was that tallest one. Right. The, like you said, the leader. Yep. <clears throat> Sounds like 
It yeah. sound, mm. doesn't sound like it's uh, got good chance great, of survival Great garden there. in the sky. <laughs> oh, the great composter yeah. in the sky. Yeah. Okay, exactly. thank you for telling me. All right, and have a happy holiday. You too, you too. All right, best. okay, thank you, Sandra, in Thornhill. And off we go to um, Stainer, and Wanda is there. Hi, Stainer. Uh, hi, Stainer. Hello, Wanda. <laughs> Morning. Hi. Good morning, Charlie. And how are you? I'm fine, thank you, and and I hope you are as well. Yes, exactly. I'm calling. Um, I have a, a Christmas cactus, mm-hmm. and it didn't. It hasn't bloomed. It's originally from Florida. This plant, and it bloomed the first year after it was brought to me. Uh, the following year, it had beautiful, uh, big red blooms on it, mm-hmm. and it was nice and full. Over the, uh, it's probably about four, four or five years old now, mm-hmm. and it's. Um, it looks like it's dried out. It's, it has never bloomed since. It, uh, it, the soil is almost like compacting down to the, to the bottom, so mm-hmm. I don't know if it's needing more soil or uh, <clears throat> if, you touch, if you touch it, it'll come out of the soil very easily. Oh. Is there any way that that can be rerooted, like in... Uh, so, soil yeah, so it's not that the soil comes out of the pot, it's the actual plant comes out of the soil. Yeah, it's some of them, yeah. When virtually no roots attached to it, or, or what's at the... Uh, there's, there's a root, but it's kind of dried, mm-hmm. or, you know, okay. it's, uh, it's a dead-looking root. Yeah, it doesn't sound very happy. <laughs> All right, yeah, what I would do, if the main... The, okay, just to go back a step there... The way to care for that plant originally to keep it hap- keep it blooming, as you mentioned, hasn't bloomed in a number of years. Brightest light in the house that you can give it, you know, brightest, sunniest window. Only water when dry, so let it dry thoroughly between waterings, then water thoroughly. It sounds like it may have been kept wet or moist for too long a period. Mm-hmm. The little it, it has a small root anyway, and that small root has rotted away. And what you have is the crown of the plant has basically separated. So there's a little bit of root left back in the pot in that concrete-like soil that's very dry now, and the plant has basically broken away from, from what root it had. To keep the plant, to have it survive, you go to the tips and you know how Christmas, cract- Christmas cactus grow in segments? Um, each of the leaves are joined together as little segmented pieces. Mm-hmm. You can propagate. Each of those little segments can grow as a plant. Uh, it's basically, you, they break off, or with scissors, you can separate them. And then just poke those little segments of the green tips into some fresh potting soil, moistened, small pots. Just poke them in, you know, sideways, and put them in that sunny window. Let them be, little roots will start to grow. Water as necessary. So let them grow completely dry between waterings and then water thoroughly. And what will happen is new plants will grow. Christmas cactus are pretty good that way. They, all those pieces can be plants. And they, uh, it's the main plant, is, you're not going to keep the main plant alive, but you can certainly end up with another 30 plants if you have 30 little pots. Fill them up with fresh soil, pop those little segments in, get them in the sun, water as required. Now at the bottom of the, the base of the, the plant that's closest to the soil... Mm-hmm. It's white. Like it's turned like a white. Yeah, that's age, I think. 
Yeah, Frank's got a look on his yeah. face like, oh, my God. Mm. It's probably actually almost like a crispy bark that, yes. that's uh, silver or white. Yes. That you will not be able to propagate. That's just old. Okay. It's like, you know, when a geranium gets really old, it gets gnarly and woody. It's, it's woody growth, basically. Right. It will not root again from there because it's just too, it's, it's, it's like a hardwood now. You're just not going to get roots from that chunk. But you will get roots from the tips because there's a lot more vigor and life in the tips than there is down in that white, gnarly bit. So that's compost material. Keep the tips and get it to grow again. That'd be kind of exciting to start a whole new little uh, forest. That's right. So, Christmas uh, so if I wanted to transplant it, then I just I would uh, like pull the the little root out. No, the tips of the plant. The tips. Just the tips. That's all you're going to keep. The rest is all going to go in the in the composter. The tips are the the little segmented bits that are on the tip the growing tips of the plant. Okay. Okay. Each of those will, will grow, trust me. Okay. Get in some fresh soil, stick them in sideways, sunshine and water. Okay. Well, okay. thank you so much. Okay. You're very welcome. Have a great day. And you Take too. care of Stainer Forest there, Wanda. Okay. I don't think I was explaining that very well. Well, no, I thought... Uh, you thought, because, but I was waving well, my I, arms yeah, around. Well, I'm so watching. <laughs> yeah, if, if we tied uh, Charlie's arms behind her, but she couldn't talk. It's probably she, true. Everything is huge. Well, huge. yeah, Wanda wasn't <clears> seeing <throat> what I meant yeah. by the segmented bits. but Just you, the little yeah, growth, that, the growth. Well, they grow. Yeah. There's a, probably a better term. I'll, I'll see if I can come up with some better terminology on that. But, um, yeah. That's the way Christmas cactus grow. Okay. Little, little segments. We're going to say hi to Nancy in Cambridge. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Morning. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Um, my, my problem is um, a plant called Star of Bethlehem, mm-hmm. or I refer to it now as SOBs, has taken over <laughs> my entire yard. Oh, oh, dear. Wow. And I have had um, all of the topsoil removed. I had five inches of topsoil removed and um, then new soil put in and it, it sodded. And within a couple of years, they are just back and happy and ruining my yard. Jeez. Oh, so growing in the lawn. Yes. They, but... they, um, they, they will grow anywhere. Mm. So you're referring to it as SOB or Star of Bethlehem. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not, I, I'm not connecting what that plant is. What, um, it, explain it to me. Um, it, it grows in the spring. It's a bulb, and um, the bulbs can be um, from the size of, like, a small onion, mm-hmm. and then they have these, um, what I was told, are called bulblets yes. um, that are like grains of rice. Mm-hmm. And they, if you take a shovel full of dirt in my backyard... Um, there's probably a hundred plants in it. Oh man! And yeah, it, little bulbs. Um, it, it's so invasive, and it it it's like chives. Yeah. Um, except thicker. Like I I have to get um, a commercial weed whacker to cut them down in the spring, and then they do they do die out mm-hmm. and leave my yard dirt. Um, because they just destroy everything in its path. Yeah, because wow. lawn can't yeah. grow in amongst there by the sounds of it. Sorry? The lawn doesn't survive this process of all these little bulbs coming up in the spring. The no. lawn is just and overtaken by the bulbs. It's got a white flower, a white five-pointed flower. Right. Huh. And like you said, you had the top five inches of soil all removed, yes. fresh soil brought in, yes. and sod, 
And Still. there was enough of this little bulb somewhere that it just raced right back in and took advantage and took over and wiped out the sod. Yes. Wow. Yes. And apparently um, squirrels really like them because mm. uh, on both sides of my home is, is driveways. So there's no, there's no lawn mm-hmm. on both sides of my home. And they're now also in the front lawn. Gee whiz. Oh, so they've moved. Though they could have moved um, just by wind as well. Yeah, bulbs do propagate themselves quite effectively by growing baby bulbs and by often producing seeds as well. Um, so that, yeah, bulbs can be... But you've got a really invasive thing going on there. It's, it's nasty. It giggles at me, I swear, <laughs> when I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you can, in the spring, this stuff is... Um, it. it it just, I could cut it, the lawn every day, and it, there would be another sort of two inches of it the next wow. day. So, it, yeah, so when the green leaves are coming up, it's okay, because, well, the white flowers are probably pretty. Then it, the green leaves look like lawn, but then it goes dormant. Yes, and it's, it's um, very high. Like, when it, it, it grows, I have to cut it, because it, it's sort of like eight to ten inches high. Wow! It, it, and it's so thick that it trips my dog, and I have a, <laughs> I have a hundred pound lab. You know, he's not dainty, and and it can actually trip him. Wow! No, this is one of these like science fiction yeah, stories. Yeah. Well, okay. So, how big is your backyard, <clears throat> roughly? Um, it'd be forty by a hundred. Yeah, so it's big. Oh, and you removed all of that? Yes. Wow! And is it lawn wall to wall, or have you got gardens around the edges? Um, I did have I I did have lovely gardens mm. um, at the back of my property, but they're gone. Yeah, they, they, this stuff has taken those over completely. This is unbelievable, eh? Wow. Well, because, the, see, the way to kill bulbs when bulbs are mm. ever a problem, and sometimes people do this by mistake, is the plant, when the bulbs flower, that's one process mm. in the creation of seeds, after the flowers is when we see lots of leaves. And, and as we're hearing that, it, you know, Nancy said eight to ten inch tall leaves, those green leaves are absorbing sunlight to fatten the bulbs mm. up for the next year. Yeah. If you're going to annihilate bulbs, you remove the leaves, then the bulbs can't fatten themselves up and they shrivel up and die. Now, you, you mentioned weed whackers and lawnmowers trying to cut those leaves down. Yeah. The, the uh, best way, but it's the, the problem is the size of your yard, would be to suffocate those leaves. Yeah, With just black... Black, oops, oops, sorry, tarpaulin, yeah. you know, yeah. sort of 40 by 100 foot tarpaulin, like we're talking serious tarp here, yeah. wall to wall, and just smother and suffocate the oh, uh, really? all the bulbs. That would be the way to do it, to and now, would, stop them. Would that um, sterilize my soil so that I can't put anything else in? No, what it would do is if it's a dark tarpaulin, like Frank mentioned, like yeah. black or dark green, it will absorb sunlight, it'll heat up the soil, it'll sterilize the soil with the heat, but it doesn't hurt the soil at all because, of course, you take the tarpaulin off and now it's back to ambient temperature and you're ready to go. It really? Will, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be the, it would be the best thing to do if you could. Yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely, because I can get agricultural. Um, there's, there's agricultural 
tarps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are. Exactly. So if you could get a hold of something like that, that would be, to my mind, that would be the way to control that, that bulb. There's nothing else that's going to, like, Roundup's not wow. going to do you any good. No, and you I can't tried even, agricultural Roundup. Yeah, and it didn't do, make a difference, did no. it? No. No. Oh, try that. Try that. And if you can, please keep yeah. in, in contact Let with us. Know. Now, this is going to be the, the real kind of science fiction thing. Yeah. Yeah. Will Nancy, <laughs> will Nancy gain her lawn back? That's Can right. Get the video yeah. out there. Well, because, like I say, the flowers are probably great. It, yeah. and, but it's you got to get them, the whole thing covered over before the leaves come. Because it's while well, the leaves are up that the bulbs are fattening for the future. So between, you know, early spring and, and sort of beginning of flowers and end of flowers is when you've got to get those that, that tarp. And, of course, no light can get underneath. So it rocks all the way around or soil on the edges. Yes, yes. All right. Oh, that. Thank you so very much. And I will be in touch because if these things can leave my yard, I would be just really, really happy. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Well, thanks so much for your call. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. Okay. All, right. all the best. Happy New Year. And thank the same you to you and all the best to our listeners in Cambridge. We'll be back to talk to Donna in just a couple of moments. You're listening to the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show here at AM 740. I'm Frank Proctor. Phone numbers, one more time, 416-360-0740 for Toronto. Anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Now we're going to put Grace to work, and we'll be back in just a couple of moments. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Transplanting good ideas from one gardener to another. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And yours truly, the sous chef of the garden, Frankie Proctor. Yeah. And uh, let's get out there to um, Toronto. Donna calling in. Hi, Donna. Good, Good morning. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. How are you today? Terrific. Morning. Wonderful. And yourself? Oh, just fantastic. Thank you. Good. Charlie, I have an azalea plant, which was given to me for Mother's Day of this year. Mm-hmm. This plant has not lost any leaves. Oh, it's just growing and mm. growing. We live in an apartment. We face directly east. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty soon, uh, it's going to become a bush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do I do with it? Well, what I would do is uh, enjoy it. Keep it in that sunny window, the sunniest spot you've got. Yeah. I expect that in the next few weeks, it will be. Uh, you'll start seeing more flowers on it. They've got one right now. Yeah. Wow. So if you look closely, you probably will see a lot of little buds on yeah. the tip, little round tips. Those are all going to be flowering again. Uh-huh. So you'll, you know. It won't be quite as maybe full of flowers as when you got it at Mother's Day, but certainly expect it to give you a nice little bang of freshness and color this winter. Okay. Now, come once it's finished flowering, which I would expect to be about March. Yeah. Get out your shears or your scissors yeah. and get a haircut. Just <laughs> just cut the whole thing right back. You know, take off a couple of inches all the way around. All the way around. Uh, just to bring it back down into It'll a more manageable growth, size. Mm-hmm. It will, exactly. It will grow now. For every spot where you cut one stem, you'll get two stems. Okay. So it will be more dense and more compact. Uh-huh. Um, and you've done a great job, obviously, watering, et cetera, and that's why you've got all the leaves still Yeah, yeah. Good for you. So it will grow back through, again, you know, the following spring and summer and flower again for you next winter. Well, so, that's wonderful. So don't be afraid. Like I said, just give it a big, just give a, it a good haircut. Good haircut in March, in March, March or April, depending on when it stops with the flowering it's doing now. Okay, just quickly, we have a Christmas cactus that's about twenty years old, mm-hmm. at least twenty years old. It was very badly neglected. It had. We went to Florida for three months. Nobody watered it. We went up north for four or five months. Nobody ever <laughs> oh, watered dear. it. 
this thing is indestructible. Yeah. Isn't that lucky? We, we very yeah. rarely ever, yeah. um, we, we only water it when absolutely necessary, and it blooms like you wouldn't believe. Isn't that great? It's wow. beautiful. So it's a good example of how neglect is the best way to care for plants like Christmas cactus. Exactly. Unlike yeah. your azalea, which is the exact opposite. If you neglected that, all the leaves would drop within yeah. two weeks. Yeah. So that's the trick. And you got to recognize, and so you bring up a great point, for the woman who was having issues with her Christmas cactus, Wanda in Stainer, yeah. I think she's hovered perhaps a little too much and watered yeah. a little too much, and that's why. TLC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so neglect. Collect your Christmas cactuses and definitely TLC your azaleas and yeah, you have good success. That's exactly right. Good stuff. Well, Thanks thank so you. much I for your call. I appreciate your your program on Saturday morning. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you, Donna. Have a great New Year's too. Um, Nancy, who had the problem with the Star of Bethlehem, the SOBs, the SOB bulbs, the SOB yeah, bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple of folks online right now. We'll want to comment on that, but we have to take a little bit of a, a break right now, and we'll be back to catch those comments in just a moment. Getting to the root of a growing dilemma. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And, and Charlie. Yes. <laughs> yes, but by golly, we've got another Charlie in Pickering. I believe uh, Charlie called us last week. I think you could be uh, right. And uh, initially Char- Charlotte, another, but yep. Charlie. Am I correct, Charlie? That's correct. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. About the Star of Bethlehem, my mother, bless her soul, gave me a half a dozen about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I can't begin to tell you the number of them that I have now, never mind the number that I have weeded out. So, familiar this, story to you when you were hearing about what Nancy's struggling with in Cambridge? Yes. Now, to describe the plant, it grows almost like a hyacinth, that oh. is, you have one central stalk. Right. Now, the, the stalk of the Star of Bethlehem is more like the stalk of... Uh, Oh, that one that comes up first thing in the spring. Um, Not crocus, but um, no. um, snow and some no um, yeah, snowflake, okay. uh, galanthus. What's it called? Uh, yes, I know what you're talking about. Snowdrops. Snowdrops. Okay. Yeah, it's more like the stalk of a snowdrop, mm-hmm. but they have all the little florets coming off of them, like a hyacinth does. Mm-hmm. And each of these little florets has the five beautiful shaped white petals. They are gorgeous. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and I really don't know how on earth she would get rid of them except what you suggested. Yeah. And have you? did you have them outside at your place when you said your mom gave you some and you've just kept on top controlling them? Yes. What I've done is every few years I dig them up okay. and I pull them out. Yeah. And I do this when they... Um, actually when they're in bloom, mm-hmm. so that I can find them. Right. And uh, I just pull them right up. I fortunately have fairly light soil and fairly sandy soil. Yeah, so it's so easy it's to get them out. it's sort of easy for me to mm, do this. Right. My only problem is some of them are growing where I can't very well dig them up. So oh. Yeah, they'll get like in yeah. some little cracks and crannies where you just can't get at them. Well, or... <laughs> or- mingled around in the roots, roots and bushes that I don't want to dig up. Yeah. So that, you know, if that's an issue, remember if you can, when they're flowering, get out there on your hands and knees, crawl around and cut off those flowers, cut off the leaves, even if mm. just cutting everything off at ground level will starve the bulb is what you're trying to do. Yeah, well, I don't. That way if you can. I'm not so nice as to cut them off. I just pull them out by the handful. Well, well course, if you can yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if they're not, you know, caught up in roots and stuff for sure. Oh, so that's, so that's interesting. I'm wondering, it, you know, 
it's not Scylla, is it? The plant that, that no. you guys are struggling no, with? No, it's much larger. Oh, okay. Although it Taller. could be a relative. Yeah, yeah, because there is a white Scylla, but, you know, the blue is one we're most familiar with. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, the Scylla is a much smaller plant. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, it is. It's short, only yeah. a few inches tall. As we were told by Nancy, this is good. Star Bethlehem, good eight, eight to, to ten inches. inches. Well, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for that. You're very welcome. Have a good New Year's, Charlie. Happy New Year to you. (laughs) Thank you. And another comment on the Star of Bethlehem Mm. from Catherine in Toronto. Hi, Catherine. Hello, Frank. Um, I was most interested when I heard this because I've had this problem for years. Mm. Um, I, I certainly have it less and I think it's own now, I mean, but I think it's only because I've just had to diligently dig. And while Nancy said five inches, you usually have to dig deeper than five inches oh, wow. to yeah. get these. And they come up in clumps of mm-hmm. bulbs, not usually not just one bulb, but a whole mass right. of these little bulbs. Insidious little devils, aren't they? Oh, and yeah. I've had them, I mean, well, where the, most of them started was the shady area uh, under a large maple tree. Oh, interesting. And the next thing I know, they're completely across the other side of my garden. They, and then, as, you, as she said, in the lawn. Yeah. And, yeah, it's been very bad. But I do see less of them, and I think it's just diligent yeah. digging. Diligent digging. my part. <laughs> well, good for you. And th- you're absolutely right. That's, uh, yeah, it's physical removal, one way or the other, yeah. or smothering yeah, in the case of, the of an acreage. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that I, I feel, uh, she's calling it Star of Bethlehem, which may very well be right, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling there's another plant that's very similar, mm-hmm. which is not invasive, but mm-hmm. looks very like it. And I can't, unfortunately, tell you what it is now. But I believe I saw some years ago a catalog, one of the catalogs advertising what I think was this invasive plant, and I phoned them and told them uh, okay. they weren't doing anybody any favors. And what do you call it? What have, have you called well, it? Well, that's what I say. I Star. think there. I thought there was another name, but um, I'm sure the one she's calling Star Bethlehem. Okay. It has to be the same one because yeah. of the little bulblets hmm. and the way it grows. Yes. All right. Well, yeah. thanks for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research this yeah, week. See what yeah. I can come up with in terms of the actual name on this plant because uh, this is um this is all too interesting. Too many people have have had experience yeah. with this with this uh, day of the triffids kind of uh, plant, so we'll have to learn a little bit more about that and share that next week. Thank you very much. Um, now, just before, I just wanted one quick thing from last week. Mm-hmm. We had a call from Pat, and Pat had an oleander plant with uh, what I identified over the radio. You know, diagnosing over the radio mm-hmm. is always a bit scary. Uh, scale insects. On yeah. her oleander, oh, yeah. and she wondered, you know, what to do, how to control. Um, I pointed out that the problem with scale is they're very hard uh, to kill with any spray unless they're just newborn when they haven't built that hard little armor shell up. So, bottom line, Pat, if you're listening, picking off the scale is one way. Scrubbing with a brush, even a toothbrush, has been recommended as a way to control scale on oleander. Oleander are very tough leaves and tough stems, so you can so that won't them. hurt them. No. No. You can go at them pretty vigorously and not hurt the plants at all and get the scale right off by doing that. Um, and, and as I mentioned last week as well, the, the pest spray, either sa- Safer Soap mm-hmm. or the End All product, which is the pyrethrins and canola oil, spray more than once. It'll be a, every seven 
seven to ten day spray uh, to control that, and um, you should be able to eliminate them. Though that's the bottom line. Okay. All right. Gee, we're uh, out of racetrack here. We you are know that? just about out of racetrack, exactly. <laughs> and what's coming up on your show? Well, you know, I'm, I'm hoping maybe to talk to some listeners about uh, their Christmas experiences mm. and uh, maybe Share some of the... war stories, so yes, to speak. Well, <laughs> and, and the best and the worst gifts that folks ah, have received, maybe. okay. It Let might me be tell you to... a gift I got. Yeah. I told you about it before. Very cool. My barbecue is in a fairly dark location in my yeah. backyard, and I do barbecue year-round. So uh, my partner, Elliot, gave me this cool little portable clamps onto the handle of the barbecue LED lights. So when you lift the hood of the barbecue, the lights will shoot down into the barbecue, so no more charred hey, meat at my house. there you go. <laughs> I can what see. a great idea. Yeah, it's really good. Well, I hope somebody making a fortune on that. That's, that's a great they idea. Are. So I'll let you know how it all works okay. out next time I'm out there at barbecue. Good enough. <laughs> okay. And uh, we invite you to stick around, folks, uh, for the next uh, while, whenever you, whatever you can. We'll accompany your shopping trip with a lot of great music and a little bit of conversation that hopefully you'll enjoy. Charlie, have a wonderful day. And you too, and Happy New Year. I'll see you Thank next you. Next week, yes. it will be the next year. That's right. And the so, same to Grace, our producer. Be safe, be happy, yeah. be joyous. See and you next week. be there uh, <laughs> at AM 740. <laughs> this has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.